Well, hello there, and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Praxis is the college-age community of Three Crosses Church in Castro Valley, California, and this podcast exists for the purpose of engaging in conversations that help young people flourish in life and faith. I am your host, Max Critchfield, the pastor of College Age Community at Three Crosses, and we're so glad you're here. Well, uh, in this first season of the Praxis podcast, we have been talking about mental health as well as exploring the connections between mental and emotional health and Christian faith. And today marks a significant day because this is our final episode, the finale of season one of the podcast. And I am joined by, yay, yes. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say the opposite. Yay, (laughs) tears of joy. (laughs) Tears of sadness, everything. As you can hear already, I'm joined by the two primary guests who've been a part of this season, and that is Amanda Galetto and Katie Dennis. Say hi, friends. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Singing it. She's in it. Yeah, we're excited. There was a lot of emotion flying around as um, the band is back together for this podcast finale. So this, it's... Yeah, it's kind of cool because this is the first time that the three of us have been together um, since recording our initial episodes many months ago. And so much has happened since then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of people have listened to the episodes that we've shared. Um, I've grown and learned much through our conversations. And I know that we have too. And uh, it's just been an incredible journey. And so to you, the listener, we want to say thank you. Um, If you've listened Mm -hmm. to a handful of episodes, if you listen to everyone, um, it's just been really neat to see what God has done through something that just that he brought together and he arranged. And we're just really grateful for that. And so today's episode, we're just going to kind of recap the season a bit, talk about some things that are memorable for us as we look back on all the conversations that we have and uh, look ahead to what God might have next for each of us. And I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. So uh, as we begin every episode, we have our disclaimer, which is this, that this podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. This podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you need immediate assistance, please call 988. Well, here we are, the finale, um, the final time for a period of time at least. And uh, I want to start this episode as we have every other episode with our precious moment, um, which is just something that has made you smile, something that has sparked joy for you recently. So for one last time in season one, um, let's share our precious moment. So who wants to begin? I can. Amanda, hit us. Yes. So... um... There are lots of interesting parts about being a therapist. Right now, one of them for me is that I um, am mostly seeing patients through a computer screen instead of live and in color. I'm a little bit more on the extroversion than the introversion as a therapist, just a hair. So being in four walls has been something. Um, so being outside is one of my favorite things to do to get back in touch with Jesus in a different way. And yesterday, um, 
There were some, some interesting moments in therapy with some clients and I was just ready to break out of the four walls after session. So I grabbed my dog and I knew it was going to start raining. Sure. because I pay attention more to the weather now. I'm over 40, evidently. <laughs> and uh, so just experiencing being outside and being with my dog and then the rain falling was just a precious moment for me, a moment to pause, a moment to feel the rain on my skin and just to check in with myself and um, just to be in it was really precious yesterday. Mm. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Katie, how about you? Um, am I allowed to give a future precious one sure. that I'm looking forward to? Absolutely. Okay. Because <laughs> my future one is um, I drove down this morning super early to a little known town called Porterville where wow. my brother and my nieces live. And me and my brother worked it out that I'm going to surprise pick up my nieces from school today Aww. to start off their spring break. So I'm very excited and I'll be here and hang out with them for a little while. So <laughs> I'm excited and can't wait to see their little faces and give them cuddles and squeezes and nighttime prayers and all the good stuff that comes with that. Um, that's lovely. <laughs> so good. I know. Auntie niece slumber party tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were these the ones that you told like the, the ring story about in our previous episode? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For me, I think it's probably right now, you know, mm. and um, mm. just having this Good conversation. One. Stop it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I think we shared about this at the beginning of the mm. season a little bit, but, you know, I've just known Amanda from like 20 years previous in our, you know, when I was a high schooler, she was a little older. And I just kind of had this on the back of my mind, this conversation, you know, like, oh, it'd be cool to do like a spotlight on mental health with, you know, some therapist. I think I, I, I think Amanda became a therapist at some point. I mean, this is kind of where my mind was like five months ago and, uh, you talked with Amanda and then she was like, Hey, you should talk with this person, Katie, you know, she might be interested also. And, um, just to see how it's all come together to create something that's been really helpful for so many people. And I think we'll, you know, praying that will continue to be, um, you know, just a, a quality of conversation, um, and just depth of insight from your guys' experience and um, just strength of faith and character has uh, just really been an incredible journey. This is my, you know, first time hosting a podcast. I've thought about it before. And uh, so, so many just kind of lines intersecting to create this kind of this project has been something that's been really meaningful. So um, that's one for me today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big hearts. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, with that, let's just kind of have a little conversation as we uh, wrap the season. So we have a few kind of follow-up listener questions and then just kind of some reflective looking back stuff. And then at the end, I'll share a little bit about maybe just kind of timing and thoughts for our season two of the of the podcast. So with that, uh, one of our most requested questions um, is, uh, I think it was maybe in the identity episode. I think that was episode three. Um, I was talking with Katie and we were talking about the Enneagram and like personality tests. And Katie had said she'd never, she did not know what her Enneagram number was. And that just, 
I know. Mind blown. You know, so just kind of tongue in cheek. She did not, she had not taken the Enneagram assessment. So I was like, Katie, you know, you got to do that. And in the time since many people have inquired like, okay, what's, what's Katie's Enneagram number? Why haven't you guys talked about it? So um, today we're happy to report that Katie has taken an Enneagram assessment and she's going to regale us with her results. So Katie, what do you got? Drum roll, please. Um, as it turns out, I am a two closely followed by a four and I will say I'm, you know, still really at the beginnings of even understanding what that means, (laughs) but the thing that I took away from listening to a couple podcasts on Enneagram, I was like, let me do a little research (laughs) (laughs) is, um, I did not know that it's like a avenue or a catalyst to recognize your areas for growth. Mm -hmm. So when I first read it, I was like, oh, dang, (laughs) like, is that me, (laughs) you know, and then like kind of checking in and like, okay, what are the healthy parts of that, whatever, all those things, you know, Um, so uh, I can understand why I was kind of like, eh, but now that I understand that it's like an avenue towards growth that has helped me embrace the two, four identity or growth track that I now need to venture down. That's exciting. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah. So for people who don't know that that yeah, type two generally called like the helper or the giver. And then uh, I'm not sure what type four is generally called. Well, they're not, I don't know that they're official title, but yeah. they are just more naturally creative. Mm. Um, maybe more artsy, um, just see uh, color, um, you know, and life in things, mm. which is totally a beautiful part of Katie. So lovely. Amanda, since we're on the Enneagram types, how about you? What is your uh, Enneagram? Yes, yes. So I'm actually tied for a one and a three. So I, um, you know, they're they're fun things like perfectionists, you know, and high achiever, (laughs) you know, recovery (laughs) is like all in there. So yeah, I um, feel grateful to understand it. And then also to understand like people in my family. Mm. and to know how we all can keep supporting one another, praying for one another in our areas of growth and also just our natural like lendings and strengths. Yeah. Um, but I totally understand Katie, like the initial eh, and then going, okay, so this is built off (laughs) of a bigger perspective there's tons here that, that God can use. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely is not like the strength finders where you're like, Hey, look at me. <laughs> right. Where you feel super totally. excited about all these things about yourself. It's a little bit more of a, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and the thing I thought was really great is one of the listeners actually emailed me. Yes. Uh, a link to take the test (laughs) (laughs) and an explanation uh, from a like God perspective. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. But what's yours, Max? Yeah. So when I took it, I tied for a two and a nine. So two is helper. Nine is like peacemaker. And Mm -hmm. as I sat more with that, I think I kind of saw like the peacemaker function as a way for me to be helpful, you know? The, like if it's helpful for somebody to make peace or is it, if it's helpful to make a podcast season talking about mental health, then I want to do that, you know? So um, I haven't looked a ton into Enneagram stuff, you know, but 
if you want to listen back to our identity episode, we talk a bit more about kind of how assessments can help us discover the me that God wants us to be, you know, in that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Invite you to do that. But um, like you mentioned, the strength finders, I really like the strength finders. That was a, a fun assessment and that each thing that you take kind of helps, I think God can use to show you a bit more of how he's uniquely made you. And, and also like you're saying, yeah. like the growth track, you know, of the ways mm-hmm. that we can, <clears throat> uh, he might be inviting us to grow and how we uniquely are. So that's that. Um, cool. So yeah, that was a burning listener question. Um, <laughs> we had a few more. Uh, someone had talked about, you know, this topic of uh, social anxiety or in common parlance, like FOMO, like fear of missing out. And do we have any like tips or thoughts? I mean, they, uh, you know, I've heard people say like, oh, I have social anxiety. We didn't really talk much about that in our anxiety episode, but I don't really know what social anxiety is. And, you know, just kind of sitting here today. So I wondered if we might just briefly say a little bit about what is that and how might we find, you know, tips or thoughts for dealing with that, living with that, if that's kind of a bent within us. So I think it's an interesting thing that's going around to sure. identify as having social anxiety. It's kind of like when people are like, am I bipolar? And um, I think that there's just this wondering that's happening on a cultural level. Okay. I think it's mostly coming out of the pandemic. And I think that's yeah. reasonable for people to mm-hmm. just kind of have a wondering about being nervous before social interactions or especially large crowds. Um, I'm ta- hearing and talking a lot about with patients about even re-entering church, especially if it happens to be a bigger church that they were attending or wanting to be involved with, with their, their, you know, college group or what, whatnot. So yeah. I think there's a lot of um, language around it. It makes a lot of sense. I think that it's a possibility. I'm not sure that anyone's diagnosable, but I do think like it, the verbiage is out there because people are in a general way feeling a little bit different about social interactions. Yeah. I also think that something we talked about um, at an, an episode is, is the um, onslaught of social media, right? And being able to be on your phone for so much of your social interaction is creating problems for people with actual relationships with what we call face-to-face And Mm -hmm. so I think what's important to know is that if there are more interactions in your life through a phone, it will be naturally harder for face-to-face. And so just like understand that there is a correlation there and that there is an option to continue to do life with people in person. And that would be what I would encourage is just to notice it and to just give it space and then to mm-hmm. see if, if it does go down, the more that you're enjoying social interactions and maybe less through a mechanism like social media. Yeah. Yeah. I think well said. And I would, the thing that also popped in my head is as people are kind of wondering or pondering, is the anxiety that you're feeling something within you? Like I have a, um, you know, a growth edge that I need to work through in terms of anxiety, or is it actually maybe a little bit of discernment around the people that I might be going to interact with? Mm. 
And is like, could I actually use that as a cue to evaluate? Are these safe people that I'm Mm -hmm. interacting with? Are these people that accept me that I feel comfortable with? And that's not an anxiety issue. That's actually like a healthy skill, a discernment within us to know who the safe people in our lives are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you brought out kind of that pandemic thread, you know, of just, it was hard, right, in those environments where we normally would feel safe, where we would go to be welcomed and to, you know, be in God's presence, for example, if we're attending church, but then that was kind of fraught with danger and potential peril, and it was just, it was painful for those two things, right, to be kind of smashed together. And uh, as we kind of continue this kind of reentry and recovery time, of just that mix of emotions, you know, where we just kind of had this this jolt to our normal social interactions where where I would want to go, you know, and, and be embraced and, you know, be welcomed. Now I'm like having to worry about these other things and that's just stirred different feelings in me and, and that can be there. And um, I think that's wise to bring out. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling it maybe feeling tense about the social interaction or the space. Like what is that telling me about maybe the Mm -hmm. people I'm going to be with or um, maybe God's telling me something through that. And I want to pay attention to that. Give it space. Like you said there, Amanda, I think those are all helpful perspectives. Thank you. Um, And then our final listener question, somebody asked, um, I think it kind of is in the vein of like our relationships episode. Um, you know, when you're wanting to be there for a friend who's struggling, but you're struggling maybe a lot <laughs> yourself, you know, how do we kind of navigate the realities of like wanting to be a good friend to somebody, but uh, maybe at times feeling overwhelmed by the depth of their struggle or problems, while also at times being overwhelmed by our own problems, you know, the struggles that we're personally having. How do we do that without saying, hey, I don't, it's not that I don't want to be your friend, but it can just, it can get complicated, you know, if people around us are dealing with their, everybody's dealing with something, right? They're dealing with their issues. We're dealing with our own. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. You know, what might we say to somebody who um, had that question for us? Yeah. uh, I um, am a therapist who has a therapist. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So even though, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, uh, my profession or my calling to help people in pretty intense situations, right? I also have to make sure that I'm caring for myself so that I don't end up back in a place or in a place where I'm unhealthy or unwell. And um, something that kind of, I re-listened to, to all the episodes because I knew we were going to recap today. <laughs> sure. And it was actually kind of fun. Um, and uh, one thing that I noticed that I, I think is kind of also relevant here is that in each episode, there was an emphasis on like taking the next step, which mm-hmm. is super valuable. And like we do want to be taking steps forward and do want to be doing those things and walking with people, you know, is a common phrase and all that. But I would also like to like remind us that sometimes there is value in the rest. And that it can be equally as helpful, equally as valuable to just sit with someone while they're gathering the strength or the energy or the courage to take their next step. And so if you're both in that place where it's kind of hard and struggling, you know, there can be some camaraderie, some support, some hope given and just being with each other um, as you gain the courage to take that next step, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think... Uh, that's a really great point, Katie. I think in the being, 
yeah, I mean, I think especially living in the Bay Area, there's a, a rate of movement that is exponentially higher than other sure. parts of the country. Yeah. And I um, I think the, the option to just be within yourself and to take your time is really wonderful. And then encouraging that in how you show up for someone else and just being with them. So I really, I love that. And I think um, it's really powerful to be the kind of friend that can do that without Mm -hmm. as many words, but just presence. The only other part I would add is, is just saying what it is. Um, I had a really Mm -hmm. great friend who at one point was really struggling. And she just said to me, I I really love you and I'm, but I'm really struggling and I'm not sure what this is going to look like for me in hanging Mm. out and meeting up. And I felt so honored that she would be willing to directly let me know she was not okay to the depths that she wasn't Mm. sure how she was going to walk through this time it invited me into a deeper place to pray for her. It also let me know I was valuable to her, um, but that we wouldn't actually be doing our normal friendship. We would be doing different friendship at that time. And so I think there's something to also be said for being able to say, hey, I'm struggling. I know you're struggling. Let's figure out how this might look together. I don't want to put any pressure on you to meet up but I want you to also know I'm here. So I think there's the dialogue in friendship is also something that um, I have, I've actually had to learn a lot about. Um, Mm. I I don't know that it was modeled. I think there's some kind of like weird assumption that friendships stay the same. Sure. (laughs) I don't know where that comes from or why that is. And, um, but you evolve over time and, and, and Katie and actually, and I are a really great example of how we are versus where we started. We both got married. We both live in different places. Like over time, we, we've had several conversations about, okay, this is a different place for us. I don't really actually know what this means or what it's going to look like. So similar to the person who asked the question, like you can be struggling and the other person can be struggling and it's okay to talk about it as it is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think I kind of hear what you're saying there is just kind of having an honesty of communication in our friendship that we're not okay, you know, and that being being a good friend doesn't mean that we're not honest about our own issues, <laughs> you know, that that's a can be a level of intimate and life giving friendship is just to say, hey, I I love and value. I just want to acknowledge that I'm I'm not doing great right now. And that doesn't mean I don't love you or appreciate you. I just mm-hmm. want to kind of name what's there. So it's not just kind of this nameless elephant in the room that's kind of sucking the life out of our friendship. And um, I think we talked, you know, in that relationship episode as well about how f- friendships ebb and flow. You know, there's times where, yeah. you know, you're going to need more if you're struggling. But then there's some times where it just, it's stretching it so far that it might snap, you know, because we're dealing with some deep stuff and to be able to just have the courage to say like, I'm really not doing well right now. I, I love you and I'm glad you're here for me, but I just, I want to name it, you know, that I'm, I'm really going through some tough stuff and I appreciate you, but I just want you to know this isn't just business as usual because I'm, I'm dealing with some heavy things and there can be health yeah. there. Well, we're looking back, right? And on this season, um, we recorded a few episodes, the first two together 
And then kind of the intervening, like, I think 10 episodes, we recorded those separately. And now we're back and just kind of looking back on what we've talked about, moments we've had. Um, as you, as we look back on the season, are there any moments or conversations that maybe stand out to you as meaningful or that you're still thinking about? Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I think when you said your precious moment, you know, about um, actually being here today, you know, I think this experience in and of itself has been super impactful mm. and um, really uh, relevant at the season in my life. And, you know, Mike Burke had said, you know, like, we all suffer loss. Mm. And, um, you know, I think I alluded to or whatever, but I lost my mom two years ago and um, uh, kind of unexpectedly. And so processing through that was something where I did do all those dab to stages yeah. <laughs> that you talked about. Sure. And part of that was also um, uh, wrestling that out with God. And what I really loved when you guys talked, you know, Amanda talked about um, church trauma as well is, you know, there was the idea of like helping people distinguish Jesus from the church and allowing the body of believers to acknowledge that pain is sometimes occurring and happening for people within the church. And it's not something to really be ignored or minimized, but it's something that can be acknowledged and worked through so that people are more empowered to see, know, and feel the love of Jesus. And during that time, uh, you know, unfortunately, there were some disappointments in the way that my family was cared for and that from our church body that we belong to. And so it created a little bit of distance. And this is really the first thing that I've done to like step back into a church community and be a part of something. Um, And so it it has felt like a really great privilege and a really great unexpected avenue in my own. I mean, we get emotional on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's about emotional health, so it's not surprising. (laughs) Right, totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, You know, in my own journey of um, healing in that way and fighting to stay connected to Jesus, to be surrounded with two people that really um, create a space as a pastor and a therapist and friends to allow um, pain to be made space, to have space and to also redirect and point people to Jesus in a way that doesn't feel contrite, but feels authentic. And so that is an unexpected gift that came out of this experience of being with the two of you and Mike as well on the podcast. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. That's uh, that's a real gift. Thank you for saying that, Katie. Yeah. I, um, I have so many thoughts, but I, I just mostly <laughs> feel so grateful. I know. Shocker. Shocker. Yep. Um, I, I just mostly feel so grateful to be like at a time in history where a therapist gets asked to speak on mental health issues on a church podcast. Like it just, Oh, amen. It just is like dreams coming true. I, I, I have spent so many years speaking at churches and talking about these issues and feeling like the girl with like, the the lonely girl with like a uh, cheers or clapping like sign, like I'm the one pumped about it, yeah. right? I'm the one with the t-shirt with the bumper sticker on my forehead and it it's a lonely place to be. <laughs> and it, it, but it's a really passionate place that I've been and I wouldn't change a minute mm-hmm. of it. 
But to have had this experience feels like God just saying, Amanda, Katie, Max, this is part of my work. And I am so Mm -hmm. excited about it. And I want the world to know that this is part of who I made people to be. And mm. I, um, I just feel like I could throw a dance party for a really long time about yes. this wonderful experience, being part of it. Um, and even that in my own weakness that I have in my life right now, that the sentences would go together, that I would make, that my ideas would flow, that that um, being not next to the two of you in person, like there's so many variables in my mind that may, maybe have made this challenging and, it, and God was bigger than that and God showed up. So mm-hmm. I just feel grateful for so many reasons to be part of this. I also feel like this is the um, catalyst for a bigger movement. And I, and I said mm-hmm. that around, um, our, um, episode with sex that like, there are bumper stickers and t-shirts that can be worn on these topics. And I feel like now yeah. I could go and there would be more Christians that would be wearing them. Mm-hmm. And I, and yeah. I am more excited to find those people. They may not, they don't need to be a therapist to join this excitement. They don't need yeah. to be a pastor. They can just be somebody that loves Jesus, that believes the whole person matters, Mm. that their whole Mm -hmm. mental health and emotional health matters. Um, Yes, their sex life also matters. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) There it is. So, um, yeah, gratitude and um, just so much praise to God for this opportunity. Yeah, I think for me, and this is kind of transitioning to sort of our final question, I was thinking back on our sex episode also and was just talking about, you know, I kind of got started preaching a bit in the middle of that episode about the gospel. And because we were talking in the context of like, hey, if you're if you've been in the church, maybe in previous times, like there was maybe just like it was implied or it was said out loud, which like in the story I told in the podcast, it was said out loud that like if you've committed these sins or you've done these things or you're ex, you know, that there's no there's no coming back from you, you know. And um, uh, I was just thinking about that again today as I was driving and thinking back on kind of what I said in that episode and just this reality that, you know, when we choose a life of sin apart from what God wants from us, there's consequences. You know, the Bible says that we, we, we reap what we sow, but if we're sitting out there and we're just feeling like, okay, you know, I've made these mistakes, I've confessed, but I still feel like in me, whether I'm, you know, don't feel like I'm worthy of it myself or other people have told me that, that I can't find my way back to a fulfilling life, you know, a life of purpose and value, whether you're dealing with depression or anxiety or, you know, thoughts of suicide or any of the stuff that we talked about in this season, you know, that's, those are, those are kind of the situations that we've been speaking to is just like, I'm in this, I'm in this dark hole, you know, and I don't know how to find my way out. Can I, you know, can there be a life of like, rich meaning where God is using me, where I'm experiencing joy, um, where I can be restored to a life of purpose and passion and contribution to the world. I can smile again, you know, and um, just to say that that's the gospel message, you know, mm-hmm. that that's the the central, you know, theme of hope in Jesus Christ in that empty tomb, you know, that um, if he defeated the power of sin and darkness and death, that we can have a new beginning. Um, no matter where we are, no matter where we've been, no matter the choices that we've made that have hurt us and hurt people around us, um, 
you know, that was a, a refrain in this podcast was that hope is possible. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that kind of at the close of this season is whether you're listening and you listen to a few episodes that maybe described how you felt at points in your life or how you're feeling right now or the struggles that you're having and just thinking, man, it seems so bleak. You know, I'm overwhelmed by the weight of my bad choices or the, the, the weight of this depression that's just like this um, oppressive feeling on me. Like, could there be a new dawn? Could there be a brighter day? And um, that our hope for that yes is rooted in that empty tomb on Easter Sunday, you know? And, um, and it's also in deploying all the skills, you know, that we have as spiritual directors and therapists and all of that. Um, but, uh, but that's why we can smile. That's why we can sit with people who are in deep pain and have hope for them and with them if they're not feeling it themselves, uh, because that's true. So that's just something I'm, I'm kind of taking away from this season and these conversations. Uh, how about you guys? Just anything, final words, parting thoughts as we um, kind of land the plane on this uh, conversation? Yeah, just some thank yous and some also thank yous uh, to people being willing to take a listen. <laughs> we hope it helps. <laughs> and it gives you a little fresh you know, breath of uh, air as you go. Yeah, I think that um, this is just the beginning of the conversation. So wherever you are, grab a friend, grab mm -hmm. a mentor, and keep it going. And uh, yeah, praying for whoever is listening that this mm -hmm. is exactly what it was meant to be for you. Well, at the start, as we mentioned, this podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. Uh, this podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you need immediate assistance, please call 988. Well, I want to say a huge thank you to our guests. Um, this podcast season would not have been what it was without your guys' thoughtful and um, informed and skilled contributions. So Amanda and Katie, thank you guys so much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I think just what I'm feeling in my spirit as we close is this isn't going to be the last time that we talk. So I'm um, looking forward to future conversations. I don't know what that will be. God knows. God's, it's always God's plan. But uh, I'm so grateful to um, this. Yeah, as we shared in this episode of God bringing it all together and his timing, having it be meaningful for our own personal spiritual journeys um, and just a sense of what God is doing. Um, it's exciting and it's just great to be on this journey with you. And if you're listening, thank you for coming along on this journey with us. As I mentioned, um, at the opening of this episode, we have plans for future seasons of the Praxis podcast. We're working on that now and maybe, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll share sort of a little trailer, a preview of what season two will be. I'm hoping maybe to release those episodes in the summertime. Um, and what a gift this has been. And thank you, listeners. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Katie. Thank you to Mike, who's not on here, but um, his contribution to our grief episode was incredible. And we hope that you found today's conversation helpful, and uh, we hope to catch you again soon. This is the Praxis Podcast. Have a great day.